Hey readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hi guys, welcome back to Your Bookstore Besties. I'm Becky. I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Becky. <laughs> that's like our unofficial like greeting now. I don't know when that started, I but I love I that. Do that. <laughs> Especially because we've been chatting like up until we hit record. But <laughs> Of course, yeah, but they don't know that. They don't know that. You're right. Uh, what are we doing today, Rachel? Okay, this is the long-awaited fourth wing episode. Yes, so yes, yes. Back in, I guess, end June, of June. Yeah. Yeah, whenever that was. Um, we said that we wanted to do the Bookstore Besties book club. We wanted to read Fourth read-along. Wing with you guys. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it was like impossible to get. It's one of like the hottest books I've seen in a while since yeah. like probably I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette yeah, McCurdy yeah. Mm-hmm. is like a similar like fervor mm-hmm. I would say yeah but that's like partially because she's a celebrity you know it's in a memoir that you know people picked up and were like oh this is actually really good so like that kind of generated natural light but this book like for me came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um and it sounded right up my and Becky's alley mm-hmm. so um I'm very glad that we did it for the last month and um, Rachel is a lot kinder than me, and she was like, let's talk spoiler-free for 15 minutes, and then we'll do spoilers. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> you could have you, you could have got an e-book, okay? <laughs> I know it well, was hard to find, to but be you fair, got To be fair, some people might have put it off because they're like, oh, yeah, it's hyped, but I'll wait till the hype dies down. So this is our – this is our – um well, I don't know. Maybe it's a plea not to read it. Maybe it's a plea to read it because Becky and I have literally not talked about it at all. Yeah, on we, we're saving we're saving all of our reactions. So I don't. I guess we should just start with like, what what stars did you give it, and did you like it? Yeah, um, I I did like it. I gave it four out of five stars. What did you What did you think? Okay, I loved it, and mm-hmm. I gave it five stars. I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. I'm a little more nitpicky. Um, I know. We know. <laughs> do you do you want to know why I didn't give it five? It's not spoilery. If I yeah, that. yeah. Okay, so I was a little annoyed that they used a lot of like slang, like our slang. Like one person was like, awesome. And I was like, it took me out of the story. And I was like, wait. I, I'm, I was just like so annoyed at that. And so that, that knocked it off a star for me. A whole star a for whole star. that? It took me out. I'm like, this is not a fantasy world if you say awesome. You know what's funny? Didn't even notice. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? I don't know. Um, so I guess we should talk briefly about... Oh, wait. Before we start, what's your fun fact? Oh, my God. I completely forgot. Um, <laughs> my fun fact is that my favorite Disney princess growing up was Mulan. Oh my god! And yes, I she's a Disney one. princess. I count for sure, for sure. Yeah. What's um, your fun fact? My fun fact is a very unfun fact in the fact that I cannot twerk. Uh, <laughs> Becky, what? <laughs> I've tried. I've tried, but I can't do it. Have you like looked at a tutorial? Yeah, obviously, my body doesn't move that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, 
I mean, I expect to see the best working you can do at my wedding. Well, I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> that the complete opposite fun facts as usual. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't have, speaking of opposites, I'm glad uh-huh. we didn't have opposite reactions to the book. You see that segue? Yeah, no, I, I was pretty sure that we were both were going to like it. Like, I was pretty positive. <laughs> so I was pretty positive until I went on Goodreads and I saw people like, this book is so overhyped and bad mm, and this and that. Yeah. I was like, ugh, okay, fine. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so I guess we'll, let's do the, the non-spoiler oh, uh, part. No, it's not. Okay. I don't think you, it's you want to like Do you want to like recap the book? I mean, well, no, I just... T- oh, I don't know. Okay, so, like, let's give the general, like, if if you haven't read the book and you're just like, I don't even know what these girls are talking about, like, let's give her the TLDR. Yeah, and, and don't worry about us accidentally spoiling yeah. anything because we're going to hold yeah, each we're gonna other say, accountable. We'll and then, like, in 10 or 15 week. minutes, we're going to be like, okay, spoiler time, and then you can stop the podcast and yeah. if you if you want to read it. That's what we're going to do. Um. Okay, so basically... So I don't know if you felt this way about it, but mm-hmm. I thought it was similar to the Poppy War in some ways. Huh. Did you get that or like draw those parallels? I didn't, but like I mean, in the fact that like they're going to a school that's a war school, yeah, a war school, yeah. I guess in that um, sense, I like could a see military, that. a militaristic uh, school. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in Fourth Wing, they have dragons. In Poppy mm-hmm. War, they have mostly Drugs. magic and stuff like that. Yeah. But um but yeah, I I liked that setting of it. I liked the academic setting mm-hmm. of it. Um I thought it was very suspenseful. It, it surprised me at some point. Dude, there were so many about. times that I screamed like while reading it. Like I no, was like I, so I was, unexpected. I I was I was caught off guard with some things, but there was the occasional like um, it's kind of comforting when you know something's coming yeah, and you can yeah. see it coming and you can like predict that. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of that. And I also like a little bit of being surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the book did that well. I mean, cause like it's, it, it, it fits into, it's not trope. What's it fits into like the mold, which is great. Like, that's why we read these things. Like that's why you and I like our fantasy romance because it fits into the, that, that mold. Yeah um so do you want to briefly give like a synopsis of of the plot because you're better at that than me um so our main character is violet and her entire life she's been training to be a scribe um both her older siblings are dragon riders and her mom is a dragon rider and her dad has since passed but she's kind of uh weak i guess she um had some sort of sickness when she was younger and it's actually it's been What's the word? She has the author who wrote it has is it brittle Ehlers, disease? Ehlers Danlos syndrome. Oh, okay. Yes, which um, she has has since said that that's what um, Violet has. So her bones are very brittle. She breaks. She's very fragile, very petite. I think she's like four foot five, five feet. I don't know. She's she's a pretty small um, woman. So um, it starts with her. Um, finding out that she, you know, she's been training to be a scribe, but her mom's like, absolutely not. You're going to dragon riding school <laughs> basically. And so, and her, her sister is like, no, she's weak. You know, her mom's like, nope. So she's trained for the past six months to go to dragon riding school and she doesn't want to do it. She's terrified. Um, 
you know, she's weak. It's very dangerous. Very like a, a lot of the kids die, basically. Like think Hunger go. Games level of kids dying. Right. Yes. Like some intentional killings and people just fall. And some people don't um even uh connect with dragons. So, you know, you, you could go through all that and still not get a dragon, basically, to connect with. So um there's all these challenges and then um I'm so why are you saying I'm good at recapping? I'm awful at recapping, Rachel. <laughs> So think of like the Hunger Games you prep for for this gauntlet between all the kids. And it's like that, but in between that, they're going to school. They have classes. They make mm-hmm. friends. So you're introduced to all of these side characters who are also fighting to be dragon riders. Mm-hmm. And then you're introduced to another main character who is um, basically a sworn enemy of Violet and her family because of... Um, Basically, there was a war and there was people who rebelled. And so the the people that rebelled, you know, their kids are now going to the college. Mm-hmm. So there's some uh, animosity there, to say the least. Right. So, yeah, her, her mom basically was directly responsible for all these kids' um, parents dying. So there's like some, you know. So people don't like her very much. Right. They're like, there. this girl's mom killed my family, so I'm going to kill you. So it's even more dangerous for her than even she realizes at the time. And um, and amongst all of this, there's also um, kind of, I don't know, like war a- outside of the right. They're all there. The there's a war going on outside. Of, they're, they're, their their country, country is fighting another country who their country has uh, uh, griffin fighter, griffin riders. So they have dragon riders and their uh, other country has griffin riders. So, um, so that's the main, like, part of the book, um, that is non-spoilery because mm-hmm. it goes a little further than that, but we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I loved it. It if you look at my copy of Fourth mm-hmm. Wing, uh, I have like dozens of tabs, um. It is a romanticy, so there is elements of romance and fantasy, but mm-hmm. I would say it's not as heavy as some other ones that yeah, I like. Yeah. So the romance is not as heavy as um like I would say uh from Blood and Ash mm, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, um Serpent in the Wings of Night. Yeah. Um I would say it's kind of similar to Serpent in some ways as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely I would say that. There's parallels for sure. Um but this is my plea to you because we're about to spoil stuff. This is my plea to you if you haven't read it, you, just read it because it, you, it was you'll probably like it. It was such a fun read. I sped mm-hmm. through it, and you know I've been in a slump for like yeah, yeah. months. Um, so it officially like dug me out of my slump. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So any other non-spoiler things or do you want to get right into the spoilers? Um, let me look at my notes really quick. If there's anything I want to add. Um, no, I think everything else is like really spoilery. Okay. So if you haven't read fourth wing, this is your time. And you want to. <laughs> yes. And if you want to, this is your time to stop listening. Um, and we'll see you next spoil week. It. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> okay. So, What's some things that caught you completely by surprise? Because I have a big one for me, and I'm um, glad that I wasn't that I. Someone kind of spoiled it for me a little okay, bit, but I'm glad yeah, I didn't listen. Okay, uh, two things. So 
I was on, um, you know, looking at my entire like Instagram reel is just like fantasy wrecks and like whatever. So then I get this one, I get to this one reel and it's about fourth wing. And basically someone puts a quote from the book, basically saying that someone's going to die, but they don't say who. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so mad. So I'm going into this knowing somebody is going to die. And so I had it narrowed down. I'm like, okay, it's either Liam or it's in Darna. And so I am like so upset. And then, you know, when Liam, Liam dies, I was just like, I was sobbing. Like I knew it was coming, but I was sobbing. So that was yeah. like the first thing I was really upset about. But um, um, the other thing is I was so surprised that she bonded with two dragons. Like I thought she was just going to bond with Andarna. So it's funny because the thing that was spoiled for me, which mm-hmm. was actually really frustrating, was the fact that the dragons have personalities you have you so i didn't expect that going Uh into it um and one of our regulars at the store actually was like oh yeah and the dragons are so sassy and funny Mm. and Mm -hmm. that tells me i was like well that spoils stuff for me because now i know that not only are dragons a huge part of it but also um they have a POV, you right, know, or something right. similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's funny because if you look at the cover, by the way, it kind of tells you that she gets two dragons because there's two dragons on the cover and there's the gold mm. one in the middle, mm. which has meaning now that you read it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised about the two because obviously they don't indicate that as a possibility. Right, right. Um, but I wasn't surprised that she got a very powerful dragon. I kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um. Which fits, you know, it's kind of like the underdog. The the chapter before they had made such a big deal about this gold dragon and how tiny and petite and cute it was that I was like, oh, she's obviously going to, you know, bond with that dragon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I loved that scene where um, basically they're put into the gauntlet, right, Uh to to claim their dragons. She finally makes it there, like, against all odds, right? such a great scene. She has to, like... The whole chapter. She has to cheat her way to to that point, right? Mm Because she's poisoning her opponents before she fights them. She's taking, you know, like, shortcuts up mountains and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she finally gets there, and the best part of her is the fact that she is empathetic and she cares about people and and the fact that you see her um stand up for this little tiny dragon and um it it, to maybe her fault of death you know because you have these people who hate her yeah yeah (laughs) big bullies for sure um and and the whole reason that the big dragon taren the the big strong black dragon um decides to choose her was because she risked her life to save the tiny gold you know powerless dragon so we think so you know compassion plays a really big role in the story um let's take a step back and talk about her as a as a heroine as a main character um she was really uh i thought she was a really strong character she's really sassy like kind of flirty like even like with her friends like i thought that was really fun um and she, even though she like wasn't strong, um, she, not that she took shortcuts, but she found ways that her, you know, used her strengths to beat other people and not necessarily at, you know, being the strongest one. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. She's a very interesting main character and I would definitely compare her to Katniss mm-hmm. um, because Katniss is very, 
Well, she's similar to Katniss in some ways. Katniss is very uh, Katniss from the Hunger Games. Um, yeah. Very similar in that she basically is given no chance to survive and does it anyway. Mm-hmm. But like Katniss is much more uh, sure of herself, at least at the beginning. And um, Violet is kind of not, but mm. she gets there. You know, yeah. um, can we can we talk about uh, Dane? Yes, I was hoping we would talk about him next. Okay, so, so Dane yeah. is her best friend from growing up. Their parents grew work together. Which oh wait, we didn't even mention that her mom is like the commander of all yeah, the she's the riders. general. Yeah, the general. Um, so she's basically grown up in this world, you know, but like kind of separate from it because, like I said, her siblings are dragon riders. Her mom and then her brother actually died in the war. Um, well, that we think <laughs> we think he died in the war. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so Dane, she grew up. They're really close friends. She just had a crush on him, you know, first first love. He's a little bit older than her. And he's supposed to be like this handsome dude. And yeah, where, where do you want to go from here? He's similar to to the Gale character in Hunger Games, right? So, oh, yeah. So I thought about that. There's not a super love triangle in this book, but there's hints of it because... Uh-huh. Um, he's clearly into her. He's clearly into her. Um, but he is trying to protect her this whole time. Multiple times he tries to get her to to leave um, basically to, leave. to leave and, and to go run. be a scribe he's like i talk are you talking to the scribes like i got you a place there like i'll sneak you out and she's like yeah. uh no i worked really hard to be here yeah and so after she makes it past the initial test she's like i can actually make it maybe i'll die but like i can make it further than i ever thought mm-hmm. um and he's constantly like no you should go be a scribe and she's like no i want to be a dragon rider and yeah. he's like eh, but he kept, like undermining know. her at all these, these so points. So annoying to say the least as it goes on. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the big dynamic that develops in the book is um, the relationship between Zayden and Mm -hmm. Violet. And obviously that's something I saw coming from the first page she's introduced. Yeah, They're Um, both like instantly attracted. That's one of the things I don't like is like instant attraction to like your sworn enemy. I don't know. I don't love that trope. Well... I like that trope for like books, but not like it doesn't work in real life, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we like we know that. But that's what makes it fantasy also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Zayden is, um, like we said, a little bit. Uh, his family was directly killed by the actions of Violet's mother, who's the general, mm-hmm. uh, because well, his, his dad, dad, his dad read, led a rebellion. Yes. Um, against their country. So his think. dad <laughs> led a rebe- led a rebellion. Um so we, we keep kind of beating around the bush about um, some things that happen, but this book is similar to me in in uh, in the way that from Blood and Ash has like a twist, mm. like most of the way through, mm-hmm. where you realize that maybe not not all is right. Right, in, things are not as they seem. Yes, and what's what's even the it's Navarre is is where they are Navarre Navarre oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their country. So you realize that maybe Violet is fighting kind of for the wrong side. And you realize this because Zayden um, is marked as, you know, the son of a betrayer. And then as you go through the book, she's like, oh, well, he's he hates me because, um, you know, my mom put his dad to death. But you realize that he actually took the burden of like all of the children of all the rebellion rebellers mm-hmm. um 
and took all their punishment upon himself. And he's a Christ-like figure. <laughs> that's it. Was very like that was in a very emotional part where you yeah. realize that he uh-huh. took all all the. I was like lashes, wasn't it? I think, so. and he took re- like responsibility. Like if any of them are out yeah. of line, like he'll get in trouble and they will kill him. Yeah. So he basically. So those um, those kids, like all of the kids that are, they're called the the marked, right? Aren't they the marked kids? What are they called? There's like a name for them. I'm terrible at stuff like this. I don't yeah, know. I, it's been like I four barely weeks remember. I, <laughs> I barely remember people's names most of the time. <laughs> So they have like a, this name and of uh, like this group of you know the offspring of the rebellious people, and I don't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> basically, there's a big group, and he's yes. responsible for all of them. Yeah, so they and... owe their lives. They basically owe their lives to him, and they have a lot of um, loyalty to him. And so the climax of the book, which it was very. Um, suspenseful and nerve-wracking for me is when um they basically go off to do a final test and violet is in the same group as zayden um and they've at this point developed a relationship um secretly but Mm -hmm. you know people kind of know and um so they're in separate groups and then right before um the final group Zayden's like I need Violet to come with me because at this point he knows Violet has powers related to her dragon that could be helpful and Dane says no no you can't go and she's like I'm going with him that's when he realizes that they have a thing and he's like kind of pissed about it but he's like okay you know what does he say because this this becomes important later he basically says like you know, I'll always love you or something. And she's yeah. like, oh, so okay. something kind of like weird and foreboding. Something kind of, um, yeah, foreboding. And then, um, so they fly off to do their final test. And this is like, usually it's like a, um, it's, it's a practice, right? It's not real, yeah. but it's like a simulated war game. Uh-huh. Um, and they get there and they realize that their post is like abandoned and they're like, and they've been betrayed. Like, they've been betrayed. And, they, and they've, yeah and then they find out they've been betrayed um and that like real like real enemies their enemies are actually coming um yeah and and the way that they were betrayed is dane used his uh special power from his dragon which is um when he touches people he can see their memories and he sees that violet and zayden have been you know um meeting but not only that zayden has been meeting with um the other rebel kids which is against the law and he basically from what we assume he takes that information to the command and then they're sent there to die Mm -hmm. and so they basically have this battle where you know everything that can go wrong does go wrong Mm -hmm. but they barely make it out alive my favorite character dies (laughs) yeah liam dies Mm -hmm. um and then what happens at the end becky because we alluded to this but. So what happens at the end is um, she, Violet is about to die and she's rushed away and we wake up. The last the last chapter is in Zayden's point of view and they take her to a re- rebellion city and her brother is alive and well and he's a healer and he says, welcome to the rebellion. And that's when it ends. It's a great, it ends on a great, great ending, great ending. Like I screamed when I read that. <laughs> 
So did you have, that's did you something, have any idea that he was? Alive? No, that's not something I saw coming. Yeah, I definitely yeah. saw coming that like it was going to do the from blood and ash thing where it would be like, oh, the people you think are the good guys are yeah. actually the bad guys. We're not completely the bad guys, but like they're doing shady. Yeah, things. there's something we don't know. Um, and so I didn't see that coming. I was I was very shocked. Um, I do this terrible thing. And mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing where I accidentally read ahead on the page. Oh, no. And so I did that and I looked down and I saw Brandon and I was like, crap. <laughs> so I was like, darn, <laughs> kind of spoiled myself a little bit, uh, but that's my own fault. So let's talk about the true um, villain because I there's some things I have some some thoughts about this. So the true villains are Venin, V-E-N-I-N. Is yes. that Venom? Okay. Um, and these are people who basically like pull power from the earth and it kind of makes them uh, like sorcerers who are really, really bad and like death and kind of like zombies. <laughs> what a description. Yeah. But they, they yeah, yeah. So they, they create their own like fake dragons and they're really, really bad. So that's, this is who the rebellion is really fighting against think of like the white walkers from uh, game of thrones kind kind of of. yes but like they're (laughs) they're the common enemy yes um which uh violet's country um doesn't actually believe that these people exist like they're like a fairy tale that you know you tell your kids to well the country as a whole believes that they're a myth but it's revealed that her mother most likely knew that that these venom were basically going to the out outlying villages and killing them all right um, they're in search of something we don't know what we know they're searching for something and that's when probably in the second book violet will come to terms with the fact that her mother knew about this so maybe her mother's uh-huh. not a great person and she's not close with her mother anyway right like she basically ignores her the, the entire yeah. book which um, um i maybe a reason brennan you know defected or yeah, whatever you want to call it it could be now um i was on a reddit whole um this morning where or last night when i was like just looking up people's theories about this book and i found a really interesting theory let me um pull it up um i have like notes in three different places this one was an email i sent myself (laughs) um yeah i didn't i didn't read this because i wanted becky to read this okay now this theory is from reddit user i'm not mary um and this this poster went to reread the book because she noticed some things like, why is Dane so desperate to get Violet out? Why was Violet suddenly changed from scribe to rider training? What's up with the hair thing? And so she says, Dane knows the hair something. Thing. You know, well, her hair is like silver. Oh, her, yeah, yeah. And it's like a weird thing that they keep mentioning. And that's like, that's weird. And it like never comes up. It's just that they're like, oh, she has silver hair. Or like her dragon color. Doesn't her dragon color silver one or something? Yes, yes. Like that? Um, so Dane knows something. He is intelligence. He gathers information. Dane has been assigned to Violet, commanding General Melgrit. So there's this commander who can like see the future of battles. And so Dane has been ordered to, this is all, this is the theory. Dane has been ordered to monitor Violet. Does he know she will die? He has been pretty pushy about her choosing Adarna, the golden dragon. Like he's like, you need to choose the golden dragon. So Violet's mother is the commanding general Soringel, and she actually knows about her son being alive and she's protecting Violet and is actually helping her and aiding the rebellion. She has a dagger in her office that can kill Venon. So um, basically this 
user goes on to say the, that the other commander, Melgren, knows because of his, his, um, his power that he has that Violet will somehow form part of the rebellion and knows that she will be in contact with Zayden. With that, he orders Lilith, her mom, to send her to the Rider's Quadrant, where Dane can then spy on her actions through his power. Lilith, however, is only doing so because she knows that her son Brennan will need her help if Melgren sees is true and will protect her by sending her off. And so one of the questions was like, why was mo- why was the mom so against Violet becoming a, spri- a scribe? So here's part two of, of what they posted. It's about Violet's dad. So the question is, why is Violet's hair silver? This seems to be a serious plot point. We know Violet's dad seems to know about the venom and what's going on. He pushes young Violet to read her fairy tale book that is actually true. He always tells her, you're not a writer. Violet's father channeled power. This is this obviously this is all guessing that Violet's father channeled power directly from Violet when she was in the womb in hopes of saving her because it says that, you know, the mom was really sick when she was pregnant with her. In turn, he figured out that Venon really truly exists and that the kingdom is covering up the truth of what's happening out there outside their wards. He decides that the right thing to do is to teach Violet his ways, the ways of the scribe, learning, memorizing, observing, keeping knowledge intact. Because of this, his wife is weary of him and of her own daughter, scared that she might just be as power hungry and obsessed over the fairy tales. And Brennan, the brother, knew. He figured out what was happening, but also saw the danger that was coming. His own father was giving information to those who wanted to channel, those who caused the First Rebellion War, those who caused so many executions and practically death sentences to their children. The only way he could possibly help um, away the danger of his mother getting away, um, knowing that he will help the rebellion, his father finding out he's going against something he has built, faking his own death. But because of happenstance or Brennan contacting her, Lilith, the mom, finds out everything. The Ven and her husband, his role, but now she'll do anything to keep her children alive, all three of them. So the theory is that her dad is actually bad and that he might be a Venon, and that um, the reason she has the silver hair was because he tried to, you know, perform what the Venons do to save her when, when she was sick, which I thought was an interesting theory that, like, maybe the mom is actually helping the rebellion. What do you think? That's very interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, I try not to look to i don't know because part of me is like uh maybe but then part of me is like i don't want to think too much into it because similar to like the theories that have been going around about like the sarah j moss universe Mm -hmm. i'm like if that ends up being right i don't want to i want to be surprised yeah yeah so like i feel like it could be true and i feel like it probably has essences of the truth at least the stuff that i think is like pretty obvious like it's obvious she has silver hair because of a certain reason it's obvious that there's a rebellion for a good reason Mm -hmm. um none of that would be surprising to me yeah yeah but like the nitty-gritties i don't know maybe i'm very excited for the second book another Um, thing this is this is a thought that i had as um in zayden's point of view he names one of the venom it's a female name and i'm like that's interesting. Like, is that his mom? Because it doesn't talk about his mom. And I wonder if his mom is also a Venon. Hmm. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember him doing that, but I believe you. Yeah. Okay, one, one last thing that um, about theories. So the very first entry into the book says, the following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jacinia Nelwart, curator of the Scribe Quadrant at Basquith War College. All events are true and names have been reserved to honor the courage of those fallen. May their souls be commended to Malik. So a lot of people are like, oh no, does that mean that some main characters die? Because someone said that this author sometimes doesn't have happy endings. <laughs> so, oh no. Yeah. So people are like, is this, you know, this person writing this story because the characters are dead? 
which would be really upsetting. Yeah, I did notice that, and I was like, okay, so this is meant to be like a book that was like like a history book. written down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in in either way, um, I'm very excited for the second book. Yeah. Um, I wanted to I- give um two people had reviews who um said something about it, so I wanted to read some of their reviews. Yeah. So this one's from Aya, and she said, okay, so I love that Violet is actually witty and relatable. She does a lot of commentary that highlights her humor through adversity. Dane is Tamlin, but this book is more compelling than the first couple of Akatar books. I said what I said. She actually, she hates Akatar. Violet has EDS, and it's clear that the author has a personal connection with that syndrome. It's a representation of a subgroup that doesn't get much attention. I would have more like, I would have liked more world building of the world outside of the college, but I'm hoping that will come back in book two. I think then, I think it will. I think there yeah, will definitely yeah. be more world building. Um, that's something that people have said that they didn't like was like the world building. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I like it simple, right? Because I don't read high fantasy. And I don't okay. read it on purpose. <laughs> because it gets really complex. So I like yeah, how it's it can. accessible. I don't know. Yeah. This is uh, a review from my brother, Aaron. He said, I love this book. I went in completely blind. I never heard of this book before it was announced on the podcast. It started off strong and never slowed. I quickly fell in love with many of the side characters, Liam and Rhiannon, however you spell their names. I listened to the audiobook. The most uh, <laughs> bringing a lightness to the book that the main character couldn't. Spoiler alert, I will not forgive the author for killing off Liam. And if Rhiannon goes next, I don't know if I can continue the series. The ending was great, and I thought it was an excellent place leaving things. So excited for the next book. Yeah, the writer kind of went Game of Thrones with um killing off the main character at the end, but it wouldn't have felt like it had any stakes if that didn't happen. That's true. Okay, I have a question for you. So yeah. when I was reading this and when she first introduced Liam, um, I actually was getting flirty vibes and I was like, how crazy would it be if um, this author pulled a Sarah J. Mass and she actually ended up with Liam? Because I just loved their dynamic and like how friendly and kind that he was to her. And I like, like low key, a part of me was hoping for that, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I, I felt like he was kind of like a Finnick O'Dare character, not to take back Hunger Games again, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like he was the, he was the, the light, you know, he's the fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that was his, his role. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any, any final thoughts you have about the book? I think it was a su- successful pick. Um, I thought had. it was really weird that, um, so I don't know if we mentioned this, but uh, Violet's dragon and Zayden's dragon are mated. So they're basically intrinsically connected. So, and the very first line of the book is, what is uh, a dragon, a rider, a dragon without their rider. What is the line? Do you, you have the book in front of you? <laughs> yeah, give me a second. <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to stumble through it. Um, let's see. Boop-a-doo. A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. Right. So Zayden and um, Violet are connected by their dragon. So like it's in Zayden's best interest to keep Violet alive, which is one of the reasons that like they gravitate towards each other as he's trying to help her like learn to fight and. You know, anyways, so all that to say is when their dragons are having sex, basically like Zayden and um, 
violent both feel <laughs> their dragons having sex. And it's really funny. Um, I thought that was a, an interesting scene. And um, yeah, a little strange. Not yeah. not feel physically, but no mentally. Like, right. They're like <laughs> they're a little turned on as well, basically, which is awkward to read. But um, the last thought I had was. I it's a plot to, it's a plot device you know it sure it sure is yes to get them together you know <laughs> sexual tension and all that yeah um the last thought i had was that i feel like ultimately this book is about power and like powerlessness like who is considered powerful why are they powerful and in the end even though violet and zayden have like these powerful dragons they're still stuck in in this political system that is not telling the truth or doing the right thing and so there's there's a sense of power powerlessness in that reality um, so that's just what I kept coming back to thematically in this book. Yeah. yeah. Power struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're really excited. Um, we hope you read it. If you're listening this far, we're hoping you read it and you liked it. <laughs> and um, if you did and, and you want to comment on the podcast, please keep your comments spoiler free as oh, well. Oh, yes, please. Um, if you enjoyed the book, we want other people to enjoy it as well, mm-hmm. um, which is why we gave so many warnings. <laughs> Um, but yes, hope, hope that you enjoyed it. If you read it, if you didn't, you know, feel free to let us know. You know, I, I sometimes will give a book five stars, go on to Goodreads and then question everything I know about my rating. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) so I, we'd love to hear what you thought, um, spoiler free, or you can DM us as well. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, Becky and I will see Mm -hmm. that. Or if you're uh, like privately. my parents and you just like listening to our podcast and you didn't read the book and you're not going to, like, thank you for sticking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably my parents too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.